What's up, Outsiders? Welcome to Outside the Mic. I'm Jarrett Weimer. I'm Martin Meyer. This is a podcast where we banter all matters music. Mostly we do. What do we do other than that? Um, sometimes we speculate. We speculate. We Often we do not articulate very well. <laughs> Funny, I was thinking of that word. Articulate? Yeah, just as you said it, I was thinking of it. Yeah, speculate, articulate, they um... go hand in hand. What's another one like that? Or, yeah, I guess Demonstrate. <laughs> demonstrate. We speculate and articulate and sometimes even demonstrate with accents and impersonations of our favorite peeps. What about, mat- ma- wait, I've got it wrong. It's masticulate, I think. Is Excuse that? me? I think chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? I might that? have that wrong. I'm going to have to look that one up. One more time, back to it. I, I'm totally completely wrong. <laughs> but you know what? We did that pretty well. That's probably the smoothest without just goofing off. Yeah. That without, we've done that beginning. Without like 10 takes. Absolutely. Yeah. Outsiders, yeah. we're moving up in the world. Uh, we've had a great season three. We still are in season three, I should say. We've had a lot of great success with this season. Tried some new things out. We are, we're thinking outside the box even, not just the mic. Wow. I think we might change the name to outside the box. That'd be kind of boring, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the, the slogan wouldn't be as good. No. We banter all matters boxes. We banter banter all matters cardboard. Yeah. I kind of like it. No, I can't. You're on your own. Here. Okay. Check this out. Masticate. Excuse. Why? <laughs> to masticate? No, I don't want to know. Is <laughs> it's when you you uh, chew your food, you masticate your food. That's all. I'm <laughs> That's even worse, Jared. Why do you have to? Why do you have to go there? I just... <laughs> I didn't go there. Webster is toying with us. No. no yes. No. 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 Prove um, me wrong. Chew food. What's the next word in the uh, dictionary that comes after that? Huh? Masticate. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's the girl. one I was, when I said masticulate, which was way <laughs> wrong. That's the word I was trying to think of. And man. So did we mention that we're not doing this early in the morning? We didn't mention that yet, did we? We have not. So no. typically <laughs> we are up 6 a.m. doing our episodes. Yeah. Today, however. Yeah. The way life transpired, we are doing it 6 p.m., 6.30 p.m. Yeah, and it feels like it's like midnight or something. It does, really but we're going to we're gonna make it through, and we're going to use the last bit of our energy to make this a happy-go-lucky episode. Instead of a... episode. Instead of a buzz episode? <laughs> Let's hope it's not going to be that. Remember that, folks, when we used to use the buzz? Yeah. No, it's going to be a mini one. We're just going to kind of float on through because we wouldn't want to leave you outsiders hanging and we just i don't know what happened exactly we've got a lot of things how do i want to put it we've got a lot of episode ideas we've got a lot of things that we're storyboarding in the works just nothing that was quite ready for today so we just kicked on the mics and here we are here we are and already we're like 10 minutes into it or something not quite but hey what do you got you got a little of that 
yesterday in today's history? You were close, but not, my friend. <laughs> On this day in music history. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. We're that's looking at right. May 10th, 1969. Frank Sinatra's version of My Way made the British top 10 for the first time. Over the next three years, it re-entered the top 50 singles chart on eight different occasions. Paul Anka, am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Rewrote the original French song for Sinatra after he told Anka he was quitting the music business. Anka changed the melodic structure and lyrics to the song with Sinatra in mind. Wow, I did not know that. Did you know that? I did it my way. I'll do Elvis. I squeaked a little. Did you hear me squeak? <laughs> that was almost good, but then I squeaked. That wasn't bad. You were starting to channel Elvis I was. for a little bit. That's a funny song. Not funny. When I was a man, then I was a boy. They took my dog. I walked away. Oh, you're singing this song yeah, still. I thought you went into the, some other. It's thing the verse that never yeah, made yeah, the that. Oh, that was it. I think I read about that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you know I I actually sang that for a funeral. I know that you did that. You didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? It seems like I don't know. Does that seem like a good? I think what we're, would you have that at your funeral? Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> Did you get here? No, God. <laughs> Marty's sitting here. I, he's just, I don't know. He's a fidgeter. He's either <laughs> going to be eating something. I look over and I couldn't figure out why Marty wasn't kind of helping me carry the conversation along. And I'm good. what happened? He got his fingers stuck in a slide, a glass yeah. slide. That sounds wrong. Yeah. It's a little guitar slide. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, this is interesting. And it got stuck on my finger. Okay, I feel really, really... We uh, need to stick with the early morning. Really feel important right now. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> for um, articulating and not masticating. You, you were doing enough of that doing. over there. Thank you very time. much. That's good. No, so go on with today and yesterday's history. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this day in music history, the next one we've got, which I'm not familiar with this band, but Marty, I'm sure you're going to educate me. May 10th, 1969 as well. The Turtles hmm. gave a special performance at the White House as guests of Trisha Nixon. Stories huh. circulate concerning members of the group allegedly snorted cocaine on Abraham Lincoln's desk. <laughs> wow. I like them already. That's, I don't even know. That's him. wild. <laughs> I cannot enlighten you very much about the turtles you can't no in fact but i do want to look up to see i'm sure if i hear one of the songs i will recognize it but turtle no why did why did i do that why do you sound so optimistic turtle turtle let's see what the turtles did and you can go on but that's pretty interesting they snorted cocaine on abraham lincoln's desk i was i thought they were gonna say on his nose like on the statue or something that's a pretty big statue to be to be doing that on. Yeah. They were, wow. I mean, that's pretty hippie of them yeah. to do that. That's right? pretty hippie of them in 1969. No kidding. All right, moving oh, on. Oh, you know, here's the song. What? So happy together. Oh, they were hippies. Okay. Okay. Right, right, right. There you go. Exactly. Okay. Right. Sorry. You go. May 10th, 1970, a year later, 
David Bowie was awarded an Ivor Novello Award for the best original song, Space Oddity. I like the way you you uh, suddenly just develop these weird little dialects. The best original song. Are you making fun of my Midwestern accent? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually complimenting it. Really. Oh, oh. I think it's cool. Thank you. The best original song. No. How else is it? Original? Original song? It's original. Original, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I'm just maybe noticing how to talk for the first just, time in my yeah, life. Yeah, you're just there listening for the first time as well. There what we it go. Is. Okay. So what okay. was the name of that song again? Though? Space Oddity. Okay. He won the Ivor Nobel Award for the, the... Cut Through Award. <laughs> we are not doing good today, brother. <laughs> I accidentally, while I was looking something up... Should we I start accident... over? No, I think this is good. <laughs> I think the outsiders need to see what it's like. When we're, when Sometimes we're, it's really hard, we're you guys. somewhat ill-prepared, and it's not an early morning where we're feeling fresh. Yeah. It's been a long day. You're going to get more so. banter than you are we can. anything else today, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> all right, uh, let's do a couple more. May 10th, 1985, all-girl hmm, all group, the Go-Go's, announced they were breaking up. Oh, in 85? In 85. The Go-Go's? The Go-Go's. They weren't together very long then. You're very they? shocked about this. They I weren't? am. I thought they were, like, because that was Belinda Carlisle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let me go on. <laughs> you just take the back seat, bud. Folks, I swear, the other, the interesting <laughs> thing about this, though, is it's not like we've been sitting here, like, slamming beers or something. We're just, we showed we're up just and exhausted. turned the mics on, yeah. and yeah. we're so out of our zone. But yeah. it's fine. We're going to be great. It's You're going to be great. This is going to be the hottest episode <laughs> ever. Yeah. Most it's popular. Gonna, it's going to be great. Okay. Belinda so, Carlisle. The Go-Go's, they're yeah. breaking up, 1985, yeah. May 10th. The members went on to enjoy solo success. Oh, yeah. You're right. Belinda Carlisle and Jane Weedlin. Jane Weedlin. Weedlin. Yeah. And the group reformed in the late 90s. Well, there's a happy ending there. Well, it is. So who was, you probably won't know the answer to this, but I might have to look it up. There was another girl group, and there was a very, uh, she was somebody that guys were just gaga over, and it was Susanna Hoffs. Do you remember her? No. Okay. So I like how I, I assumed that you knew who the turtles were, but you assumed that, of course, I would not know. (laughs) I'm just saying there's something to be... Well, because I knew it was before your time. Okay. A little bit. Okay, have you heard of the Bangles? No. Walk like an Egyptian. Okay, yes, I have. See, that's the problem with a lot of these old songs. I know the songs more than I know the, the artists or the bands. You do. So take a look. Do you recognize her, Susanna Hoffs? No. She had this thing that she would do. And, and this is interesting. <laughs> Maybe this somehow ties into anything we talk about today. I have no idea how it will. But <laughs> she had this thing where she would... She was very much uh, aware of her power in video Okay. with the bangles because she would do this thing where she'd look at the camera and then she'd close her eyes and when she'd open her eyes, her, they would be focused somewhere else. Ooh. It was kind of this mysterious little thing that she would do. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was she doing. She was being cute. Very cute. And I, she's still alive, I'm assuming. Yep, she was born in 1959. <laughs> That's good. I always got to check that. You're doing a lot of assuming but today. You'll, you'll have to check out. Uh, walk like an Egyptian. No, I know walk like, walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, there yeah. you go. No, I didn't. Yeah. That was a very good. Let's do one more, and then right. we'll move on. May 10th, 1986, Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee married TV star Heather Locklear in a courtyard in San- Santa Barbara, California, with 500 guests. Oh, boy. Hmm. Tommy wore a white leather tuxedo. Ooh. 
I remember. What year was that again? That was 1986. Okay, I was in California. I had only been there like a year. Hadn't started going to music school. Mm. But I so remember because she was the rage. Heather Lockwood. Heather Lockwood. At the time. I, so, I, recall, not, I don't recall. I wasn't alive. Well, then, of course. I do think I, I somehow knew that from a TV show or something. Yeah, from a past life experience. Past maybe. life, yeah. yeah. I was Tommy Lee in the white leather. Tommy Lee and Heather Locklear. Yes, indeed. I wonder how long that relationship and marriage lasted. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> let's, uh, let's make an, uh, an assumption. <laughs> Let, uh, let's, I'm going to guess that it lasted maybe a couple years. I'd say three. Okay, we're probably both wrong because I bet it was less than that. So you go on because I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to look it up and it might take a little bit. So okay, well I'll do one more. That was gonna be the last. I'll do one more. Okay. I like this one. May tenth, nineteen ninety nine. American singer, songwriter, poet, poet, cartoonist, screenwriter, and author of children's book Shel Silverstein. Oh yeah, died of a heart attack, age fifty seven. Why is that today in music history? Because. He wrote A Boy Named Sue for Johnny Cash. I did not know that. Which Silverstein won a Grammy for in 1970. And many songs for Dr. Hook, including Sylvia's Mother and the cover of The Rolling Stone. You're kidding me. No, this is good. I'm glad I, I'm glad I went further this down. Is this a, is good. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. Wow. Mm. I We have read, uh, have you ever heard of the book? I think, I hope I'm not wrong, The Giving Tree? Oh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've read it, but I'm, I'm familiar, I believe. I believe that, that he wrote that. And there was another book of poetry that we used to read to our kids, and it was Shell. And oh. I had no idea that he wrote lyrics he to songs. Was, the Boy Named Sue, now that is a, or a Boy Named Sue, I should say. That is a great song. It is. Classic Johnny Cash. It's kind of a weird song, isn't it? Yeah, well, the whole point know. was, so the dad, before he left the mother and the son named the son Sue and so later as Johnny would tell it he would meet him and basically be like why did you name me this and he was like son I wanted you to go through this world I wanted you to be tough and the only way I knew you for sure you were going to be tough I'm doing a bad job Um, is this Johnny Cash this would be yeah (laughs) not a very good Johnny Cash son 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 the only way hello I'm Sue yeah, I'm not but the, the only way he knew he would be be tough is by naming him Sue because he knew he'd be made fun of and and stuff. That sounds like a mean, mean rationalization for a father to make. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, well, very good. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm yes, yeah, son. I just want you to be tough. So your name is Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A song like that would never, never make it out of the door in today's world. Veronica. Uh, We were both wrong, and I feel really bad. (laughs) Are they still married? (laughs) No. That would then, then I would feel bad, but they made it eight years. Eight years. Yeah, look at that. What do they say? It's after 12. That's when you know you're going to be all right. Is that, <laughs> is that how I know? Is that what I no, know? No, that's, know. A, well, that's the song, the country song, The Seven Year Itch. I think after you get, tell me you're trying to kill the seven year itch. Haven't you heard of that? No. I'm oh. surprised you know a country song. <laughs> I, I know some country songs. Oh, good. The, well, that, you know, The Seven Year Itch was written by Shel Silverstein. Yeah, in his, poet, in his book of yeah, poetry. The Giving Tree. He did write The Giving Tree, by the way. Oh, I was good. correct. I'm, fam- I'm familiar with the book. I Sometimes I'm correct. 
<laughs> sometimes I'm not. So that's All what right. I got. All Almost right. Music. Those are the best ones. And I had to pick through the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, of course. Thank you. And I'm actually really feeling like I wanted to engage with that whole Shel Silverstein thing. Silverstein. Is he alive? I wonder. <laughs> Why do I always have to know if these people are no, alive? Listen, I just think you, it's important. We're moving up because typically you want to just know about how the heck they died. Yeah. And now you're wanting to make sure they're still alive. He is not with us anymore. Shell died in 1999, and he was only 69. Wow. Gosh, he was a hip-looking dude. Did was you he? know that? Let me get a yeah, phone. check Let it out. See. Looks like he should be in like a James Bond movie or something. Holy crap! Right? Yeah, he looks like the bad guy. He could be the bad guy in a Bond movie, but he has a friendly look though too. Yeah, sort of. Um, you can't know, judge a book by the cover. Malevolent. You can't judge a man by his beard. You can't. Malevolent. Is that, <laughs> no idea if that's even a word, too. Mas- malevolent is, malevolent but, is, right? Because uh, there's a there's the character, Maleficent. Uh-oh, I'm thinking of the wrong word. Okay. We see it now. I'm malevolent. Well, I hope you have something while I look that up, because now I'm dying to know, because I can't believe. That's just, that's pretty sad that I would say a word that I'm not certain how to even spell, for that matter. But you're very confident. Well, we'll get there. Did yeah. I make that word up? Malevolent? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're asking this the guy time who doesn't day, know I'm... words, who also makes words up, and then oftentimes you correct me. I'm rubbing off on you. This is good. Well, at least, well, generally, I, it's yeah, having are showing a wish to do evil to others. Ooh, you knew what Thank you were talking you. about. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let's see if we get a girl or boy. Malevolent. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Google. Girl, did I, I interrupted you. Malevolent. Malevolent. Very nice. Having or showing a wish to do evil. See, you feel malevolent towards me sometimes while we're doing this. When you want to punch me in the throat. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And not today. I'm sorry. To that, that was so long. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. I'm so just I believe you mentioned you had some. As opposed to benevolent. <laughs> you mentioned you have some corrections. I do have from some the corrections. last episode, which would be Sons of Distortion. Because I'm feeling kind of. Benevolent. Right now. I would like to, <laughs> to redeem myself because that's meaning well-meaning and kindly. And I am. I'm feeling. Benevolent. Benevolent is. Benevolent. Benevolent. You're throwing way too many words at me today. We've got malevolent. If it was 6 a.m., yeah, I'd have a chance, but we're not. I think what I did was in the last episode was absolutely malevolent, and now I need to be benevolent and correct this. No, we had actually gotten (laughs) together, and I thought um, we skimmed over the research pretty good. Put it that way. But um, I think I, I got m- a little mixed up on my notes. And not that it's extremely important, but I'm so, I had to watch that whole video again because I'm so fascinated just by the whole rise of distortion and the use yeah. of distorted guitar and music. And, and it made me really want to look into it even more. And then I realized that, okay, I had given um, Junior... Bernard credit for being the one that stuffed newspaper into his amp, I think. And Junior Bernard, he was the one with Bill. He was um, one of the Texas Playboys. The Texas right? Playboys. Bill, yes. what was his name? Oh my gosh, why why are you asking Wills? me that? Why Wills? am I blanking out? Bob 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 Wills. Bob, not Bill. Yeah, Bob Bob no, Wills. Bob okay, Wills sorry. and the uh, Texas Playboys. Gotcha. Yeah, and so Junior actually was using. He was one of the first ones to just drive 
um, as we said, I believe we covered the fact that when you have a um, tube, if you uh, overdrive it, it, oh, yes. it produced distortion. Yep. So there was a little bit of distortion that just came with overdriving sure. um, your tube. So that's what Junior was doing. Okay. Um, Gory, after that, was one of the first. Uh, he did the song Rock a While. We talked about that. All uh, This was in 1951. Him and Holland Wolf. Holland Wolf, Holland Wolf had um, how many more years was the name of his song. And that was even pushing it a little bit harder. So then mm-hmm. another kind of mistake I made Here's where we come to the guy who actually stuffed newspapers into his amp. In 1951, uh, Jackie Branson released Rocket 88, and we had mm. said some people consider that yes. the first real rock and roll song. Right. Willie Kazart was his guitar player when they were on the road. He busted his amp. It was like cracked. He shoved a bunch of newspapers in there because I guess the speaker was loose or something. Oh, and so it's probably okay. a combination of the amp being broken and the newspaper. So Willie, I'm sorry, brother. You are the one that stuffed newspapers in your amp and not Junior, but we love them both. Junior, get it, as Bob Wills would say. And then he would take a lead, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Would, what did he call him? Fat boy or something? Fat boy, like yeah. yeah he right. said, fat boy, get it, fat boy. And he would just go crazy. Um, but you have these guitar players on the one side, and then you've got your studio engineers and producers on the other, mm-hmm. because then that was Sam Phillips who was producing it. And he's like, sometimes it takes a weird ear to hear he's like, that sounds really cool. And he really, really pushed it hard yeah. after that, even though somebody else might have said, your amp's busted. We got to find a different amp and a different guitar. So I really feel like that's what makes the best producer, best engineer, somebody who can, who's always listening to the odd things and, and, and wanting to expand off of that. Yeah. You could have easily been like, oh, no, that sounds like it's broken. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fix it. We would it not have had this. Mm-hmm. But because he was like, "Hey, hold on, that's kind of unique. Let's let's mess with that." I think yeah. that's cool, and sometimes I think that's what makes a lot of these hit songs is the accidents that happen. Yeah, that's that was clearly how that whole thing uh, revolutionized rock and roll was through accidents, as we said, and yeah. and then intentional ones. And Dave Davies in "Girl, You Really Got Me Going," "Girl, You Really Got, got me, me Now." now. Yeah, I think that was Made that famous was by Van Halen, right? Um, yeah, later on. Right. But he actually used a razor blade. And I think we talked about that. But if you ever want to hear sabotaged distortion, because we didn't play a clip, but listen to Dave Davies on uh, on Girl, You Really Got Me Going, because you can really hear it on that guitar. Can you? So, nice. Yeah. yeah cool. Cool. All right. Well, should we dive into it? Let's. Today, well, not today, but this week's been a little sad. We lost a, I wouldn't say significant, but definitely a cool chick from the 80s and before i'll explain how i know her and we'll go on from there tawny katan unfortunately oh. we lost her this week um she died at the age of 59 so actress model though right she wasn't she wasn't a musician or did she, she sing right no well? well no she so her big thing i guess we'll get right into it she's most Famous for her appearance in the 1987 song, Here I Go Again, White Snake. That video. You remember oh, that? Oh, yes. Yeah. That video for me is a significant part of my childhood. So let me lay the picture for you. All right. <laughs> it were early 2000s. All I had was in my room, I remember. And I in my room, we had, I had shag carpet. And I had this old boom box. That didn't really, the radio didn't really play really well, but it played cassettes. Mm-hmm. 
And next to that, I had a Nintendo 64. I only had one game, Mario 64. Okay. Are you familiar? Mario? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Best Mario game out there, but that's for another episode. The next thing I had that I Maybe. that I remember just being so proud that I had was the White Snake, here I go again, cassette tape. Okay. And I remember, so MTV was pretty hot early 2000s. And I remember watching the music video as a young boy. And of course, being fascinated by the pretty girl dancing around on the Jaguar and everything. Tanya. But that. Tani. Tani, right. And, but that video for me was so much more. And I think I have to accredit a lot of why I started playing guitar because I was probably eight or nine when I, when I first saw that video. Yeah. I have to credit a lot of it to that video because that video is rock and roll, baby. It is total. Oh yeah. In that video, it starts off. It's got what's that guy's name? Dave. David Coverdale. David Coverdale. Yeah. yeah. Singing mm-hmm. the lights. They're on the stage, and then of course pans in uh, Tawny dancing on the Jaguar, mm-hmm. and then pans again back to the stage and the guitar player and that song and the lead. I don't know. For me, it just did it, and that is really my. I guess I, your early young boy, your exposure to. Pretty girls, dancing models, rock, rock and, and roll, roll, lights, all that. Yeah. I thought, I want to be just like those guys, you know? So I have to say, like, I think I credit a lot of that too. I also give Johnny Cash uh, credit as well, but this video for me was... Well, make up your mind. It's either Johnny Cash or Tony <laughs> Catan. Which I had two, listen, I had two tapes growing up. Yeah. It was the Here I Go Again, yeah. White Snake, and then, no, I'm sorry, I had three. And then I had the soundtrack to Free Willy. And then I had okay. Steve Earle's Copperhead Road. You're kidding. Those three is what made me well, the man that I am today. But you had, did you not have a CD player? No, I mean, not at a young age then. I, I really didn't because that was kind of, at least for us, for me, it was kind of like, I remember getting my first Walkman and I was a little older than that mm-hmm. with a CD. But you had to be really careful because they, they weren't really developed. So if you ran with it or if you walked too hard you could make the CD jiggle and it would stop playing. That's why they didn't call it a run man. They didn't call it a run man. Exactly. (laughs) But I do remember later, I remember getting one that had a shock control. And if you flip that button on, you could do a, you could do a fast walk and it wouldn't skip so bad. I am. I'm a little bit surprised though, that in your house, there wasn't a stereo with a CD player. Cause that was, uh, if I re, that would have been the time. Of, I don't think so, but hmm. it could have also been we had one. I just wasn't allowed to touch it. One of okay. those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes. You know sense. what I mean? They gave me an old yeah. cassette player, mm-hmm. and then the nice stereo was mm-hmm. was for the adults. I I do recall that video very well because actually, when did it come out? That song came out in 1987. I don't know about the video. Let me. I'd assume somewhere probably at the there, same right? time because yeah. I was going to uh, I would have been going to music school in California. <laughs> And that was, it was well done. It was a really cool song. David Coverdale was in Deep Purple. Did you know that? What? Yeah. So no. he, yeah, he left Deep Purple and Richie Blackmore, who was a guitar player, left Deep Purple. Have you, you've heard of the band Rainbow? No. No? Well, there's, there's an awesome song by Rainbow too. They were both pretty successful in their solo careers. And it seems like it was after the success of White Snake and Rainbow that I ended up going to see Deep Purple. Oh wow. 
and it was at the Irvine Amphitheater. I think I mentioned this in a in an episode before. Well, we've talked about Deep Purple before, so I think you did yeah. mention that you went yeah. and saw them. But this is cool. I didn't know that yeah. he was also in Deep Purple. I knew he was White Snake, dude, because he's got that. Well, especially in Here I Go Again, mm-hmm. he's got that high note that he hit. Oh yeah, he had a great voice. Gosh, really powerful rock and roll oh, voice. Absolutely. But they they were awful in that concert. Deep Purple. And voice. I read later it was one of those things where I think they just they kind of threw it together to do this reunion tour and it was almost as if they didn't put a lot of time and energy into rehearsing it and there was some arguments on stage or whatever but i definitely remember tawny Catan, and there was another song too i believe um from that same album i'm sure where she was featured on that and she how old was she when she, she died she was 59 when she died how did she die um it didn't say that that wasn't huh. released. I mean, it's all still pretty fresh. Maybe it'll come wow. out by the time this is released. She can't have been that old. No, fifty nine and. Well, wait. Okay, you it, just said that. It didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wait. Hold on. Well, wait. how old did she, was she? She couldn't have been that <laughs> she old. She couldn't have been that old. <laughs> I think I had another thought going about she couldn't have been. Why? Why? That is crazy because that's close to my age. Why in the heck? Well, uh, sadly, it, you never know. And let's. So it's let's let's go ahead let's back up a little bit let's back um, up so she really started her correct me if i'm wrong if, if you know this already but kind of started her career because she followed the band rat she was in a lot of their music oh. videos too i think and she even Didn't dated or or something with a member of rat anyways that's how she got to hollywood mm-hmm. and then yeah her really her first big i guess what do you want to call it claim to fame was the here i go again video but then she went on to do more um her and david uh what was his name again i keep forgetting his last coverdale coverdale they ended up getting married okay and then she was in other music videos for him as well let me pull Mm -hmm. that up that information so do you remember is this love she's now that's the one i was thinking of yeah still of the night oh i kind of remember that too the deeper the love Mm -hmm. And so they got married. She married Coverdale in 1989, but they later divorced in 91. Okay, so who was the... This cracks me up that we're going so far on. I mean, we've, we haven't... We spent a little time talking about when we when we lost Eddie Van Halen, and here we are talking about yeah. a supermodel. <laughs> no, may, maybe not more. But it's, it's epic videos, so that's kind of interesting. But wasn't she also married to Mutt Lang? Mutt Lang? I don't know about that one. Now, she did... I know that she dated the dude from Rat later on, like 2002 or something. Um, How do you spell her name? Uh, it would be Tawny, T-A-W-N-Y, Katan, or Katan, K-I-T-A-E-N. Oh, okay. So yeah. here's what's cool. Let me read a little excerpt, and this is from the Rolling Stone uh, magazine, rollingstone.com. Uh-huh. And uh, this is just a little insight she recapped from an interview she did um, in 2020. Okay. Um, she did an interview with the Hard Rock Podcast. Ouch, you're on my hair. That, and then she, she talked. I, I was looking for a second. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> yeah, get no, off okay, my hair. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, Katan, t- she talked about the, the Here I Go Again video mm-hmm. and just how the, the impact that it had on uh, in the scene in L.A. And so she recalls a time, because uh, her and, and David were, were together at that point. Yeah. And so she recalls a time when her, Coverdale, and her father were driving around in L.A. And they happened to be driving the white Jaguar that she was dancing around on. Okay. And here I go again. Yeah. So here's what she said. She goes, 
David was driving the white Jag because that was our car. We got up toward the rainbow on the Sunset Strip and there was a red light. People saw us in the car and they jumped on the hood, Catan said. My dad was like, what's going on? How was that? Did I do good? Yeah, that was. That sounded she, just like her dad because I'm so familiar with his voice. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. She what's said, going on? <laughs> she says, that's just how the world works. We had to shoo these people off our car and drive off. So huh. that's her big claim to fame. And already after the release of that, just driving around L.A., they had recognized the car, the girl, and of course, David. And jumped all over the car on the Sunset Strip. Oh, so this was after the video and then people wanted yeah. to jump on the car. Yep. And the dad was like, oh my God, what's going on? And she's like, huh. this is this is what you got to put up with when you're famous, dad. <laughs> you wouldn't know, but because I've been in a White Snake video, oh. I know now. And now my computer just died. Oh no. But that's okay because <clears throat> I did find out one little tidbit. I don't think it was Mutt Lang. That was another supermodel girl or whatever. Now I won't be able to look it up, look it at my of phone. Course. But did you know that Tawny had a an affair with O.J. Simpson. What? Yeah. Really? What said, yeah, when he was married to Nicole. Oh. Um, who, yeah, we know all about that whole We can definitely speculate yeah. about that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm going to look up that. Well, that's interesting. I, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's sad that somebody... I, it seemed like I had seen a picture of her somewhere and she didn't look quite the same and... Lots of plastic surgery, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In her later years. Now, Gosh, some people may not know her from the White Snake video. They may know Tawny from, uh, she co-starred in the 1984 Tom Hanks comedy, Bachelor Party. Oh, yes. I recall that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she scored a number of TV roles since then, uh, or from that, uh, the series like Married with Children and Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. In Seinfeld, she was Jerry's uh, girlfriend in the episode, The Nose Job. Oh, wow. Yeah. But really, I mean, her, her fame was appearing in a lot, of, a lot of these 80s music videos. She was the pretty model that would dance around. And, oh, and it's funny, a yeah. lot of White Snake's videos around that time, She, like we talked about, she was in a lot of them. And they're all about the same. Bands playing on stage and then it pans to pretty girl dancing or pans to David and her kind of having this argument and, and stuff like that. So all these music, uh, of course it's the eighties, but all these music videos pretty much are the same. You got the, the rock bands playing in one scene and then the pretty girl in the next with the, with the fancy car. Uh, that, that was uh, there. Obviously there was other videos uh, featuring, you know, hot models and such, but that was, I believe at the time, well, it's interesting too because it's almost like when you talk about a song, well, was it the lyrics or was it the music? And then if you think about the video, was it the song or was it Tani looking so hot in the video? Right. Uh, I feel and like maybe for, it was a balance of both. I was going to say, I feel so. like for Here I Go Again, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like for that song, it was a combination of all of it. And I think as a, as a young boy, that's what impacted me is, okay, now you got this pretty girl, you got these big guitars, you got the crazy solo, and then you got the dude that can sing, and mm-hmm. then you got the music video where they're on the stage. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the eighties rock, man. That's Would you have been um, a big fan of White Snake and, and the song, Is It Love? If you had not seen. If I had not seen Tawny? Tawny. Okay. Absolutely. I loved White good, Snake. Good. You know what I mean? So yeah. here's my question. The whole, not the only reason I brought this up. One, one quick thing I have okay. to mention because okay. I didn't find it. Shania Twain and Mutt oh, Lang. Oh, really? And they sound kind of like Connie, Tawny Katane, Shania Twain. Okay. So there you I'll go. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. Mutt was married to her. She's still alive. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mutt Lang's still producing a lot of great stuff. Yeah, right on. Yeah. I love Mutt Lang, not to get off on a on a tangent or on a rabbit hole here, but mm-hmm. Mutt Lang and his work with ACDC. Oh, yeah. Those were the best albums. He did Back in Black. I think he did Thunderstruck. He did a lot of them. He did. Uh, that's yeah. when I when I think of Mutt Lang, I really think about his hard rock stuff. He did a lot of things that just, I don't know. I think he's one of those where if we discussed him sometime on the show, you would realize that there's a lot of stuff that you probably were drawn to and maybe didn't know why. And then if you look at it, it's like, oh, Mutt Lang produced it. Produced by Mutt Lang. Yeah. Because yeah, he, was, he was able to bring out the best. Certainly. He was, yeah, he was brilliant. I loved Absolutely. I love that stuff. Definitely. So my question. So, yeah. Your point. My whole What's point. What's your point? I mean, it's sad. She's no longer with She's us. She's no longer but, with us. Yes. Okay. So is than, there... And I know you were kind of you were kind of into music and on the scene before MTV was huge in, in music videos. But uh-huh. do you recall a music video that impacted you as much as like I like I said with White Snakes, Here I Go Again, and Tawny? Is there one that impacted you as much? Do I have to answer this question? <laughs> you don't have to, but I think it'd be a great way to wrap it up. What do you think, Jared? <laughs> I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, one did... Well, it's kind of interesting because before you brought this up, I mentioned Susanna Hoffs. Okay, you're right. So, I mean, I'm just going with the, okay, there's a cute girl. Cute girl in the video, but it's a cool song. But... The video, what is it? Yeah, there was a video and... Are you familiar with Wham? No. You're not? Maybe I am. Okay, like I said, I'm, I know songs better than I knew the the old the bands. George Michael. George Michael, yeah. Okay, so he was in Wham. Okay, I wish I could think of the movie. There was a, there was sort of a parody, and it was a movie that had um, Hugh. Hugh, what's Hugh's name? The actor. Hugh Hefner. No. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, I think it's Hugh Grant. But anyway, it was funny because they sort of played on this pretty boy partner band where they break up. But that's kind of what happened with Wham. But anyway, the song I'm thinking of is I Will Be Your Father Figure. Okay. And it's actually a cool song. And actually, I really liked George Michael's voice. I will admit that. And I always, for some reason, there was something about the songs, whether it was with Wham. I do have that right, don't I? You do. Wham. Wham. Yeah, so Wham. Wham. Give some info. English pop duo consisting of George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. See, I can never, people can't even remember this other dude's name. Yeah, because it was, yeah, George Michael. Absolutely. Yeah, and the other guy didn't have a huge solo career and George did, but I always found my, okay, yeah, that would have been about right. About the same time too. But there was, in that song, there was, there was a uh, girl and I don't know if she was featured in a lot of different videos, but. Very striking and and drew your attention to that song. Sure. Um, it was a video that was, I think, filmed in black and white or something like that. But there was something about when those songs, for me, and I can't think, it might have been that one or it was another George Michael song that there was this, all these weird little harmonies I would find to sing with him that mm. weren't in the song. Yeah. And it happened on at least two of those songs. I don't know why. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. So, no, that's, there that's you go. cool. Well, and I've always paid you the compliment. I feel like you... You have such a good ear for harmony, so that's cool. So, Especially if there's a really cute girl in the video, then I can sing <laughs> harmony really good. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Tanya Harcourt Kuzo? Is that who is in the video? Did she you starred opposite the singer George Michael in the video for Father Father's Father oh, Figure, inspired okay. by Newton. Do you have a picture of her? 
Um, I bet I could pull one up. <laughs> now I'm like signing. There you go. Well, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's her. Sure, there I get it. Go. George yeah. Michael. Yeah, I mean, he was such a. I mean, gosh, everybody loved George Michael. So she didn't die, did she? Um, when, when that, I'm just kidding. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Like yeah. <laughs> these two girls died. Shame to or something. Be the 27 Club Oliver. Yeah, now it looks like she's she's still alive. But that's looking. kind of funny because her name is Tanaya. Tanya. It'd be Tanya. <laughs> and, and it's Tawny and Ta- Tawny That's pretty and weird. That is. Ooh. Is that not a little bizarre? Because, folks, we didn't plan that. And we that's not like the most that. epic now, not to burst your synchronicity bubble, I don't in the world. Tawny's but. real name is Tawny. Let me well, find. But still. Right. T- no, Tanaya, but still. Tanaya yes, and Tawny and then Shania. What is this? this whole thing going on today with these girls names it's that word dude synchronicities masticate donnie's her name was julie katan so katan's her last name but julie e katan tawny born august 5th 1961 died may 7th 2021 rest in peace tawny you Mm -hmm. you did a lot for 80s music and white snake and it was awesome there you go, folks. I, you cannot get this information anywhere else but outside the mic. <laughs> As we're reading this, off the Wikipedia and the Rolling Stone <laughs> article. These kind of conversations just don't happen as you're walking down the street. I just want you to know, and I hope you appreciate that. Let's hope that. not. Or you need to find a new street to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. That's what we got here on Outside the Mic. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on OutsideTheMic.com. Again, for all those just listening, mm-hmm. we are podcasts that banters all matters music. We are, and mostly. That's why we say mostly, because sometimes it's not about music, but it's it's music related. Sometimes it's about least, the girl so. in the music video. Yeah, it's exactly. It Thank all comes you all. Together. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you, outsiders. Have a good one. Outside.